and we are live once again with the Crossroads Music Podcast. What is up? Eric, do you have a drink today? I do, but seeing how it's Valentine's Day, happy Valentine's <laughs> Day, everybody. Uh, I decided instead of going with beer, which is a barbaric, I okay. guess, drink, I decided to go a little classier with a little bit of red wine. Oh, very so nice. Very I nice. chose, uh, uh, so going with the podcast, I don't have the bottle in front of me, but it's called Miomi. It's a Pinot Noir, and uh, it is quite and delectable. So if you are thinking of some last-minute gifts out west here, because it's still, I guess the stores are still open, um, go get yourself a bottle of Miomi and have a, a little night. Yeah. And over, tell over your fiance you're, you're doing a podcast. <laughs> <tonight>. <laughs> yeah, over where you are, five hours, you have five hours till midnight, so it's not, yeah, mm-hmm. you have some time. Over here, you have two hours, so it's a bit late. Exactly. And then just, uh, you know, spend time with your special someone and listen to the Crossroads Music Podcast. <laughs> right? What a great way to spend your Monday. Exactly. <laughs> um, all right, let's then get getting into this. Triggered with some, then getting triggered with some controversial comments. Oh, Jesus. Uh, all right, let's get this started. Eric, what have you been listening to this past week? So, uh, not much. I've really been just going deep dive into the Red Hot Chili Peppers just because of that new single that dropped, and I've been loving it. Uh, But in terms of new stuff, I did check out Everything's Electric by Liam Gallagher. Um, I actually quite like it. It's a good song. It's really catchy. Um, I'm I'm actually kind of looking forward to what the album is going to sound like. Um, Other than that, I checked out earthling by eddie vetter his new solo album oh uh, that's why he's in the news i like he keeps mm-hmm. popping up in my feed and i'm like what is eddie vetter doing and i just like ignore it <laughs> yeah this is like very folksy kind of like that big hot sun song or whatever he did oh okay you know yeah so it has that feel to it which is kind of i like i dig it i don't think it's his best work but it's pretty good still uh and then i checked out michael buble's new singles uh, I'll never not love you and my Valentine. So it's a very like crooner, obviously style, which I I like that crooner jazz kind of big swing band kind of stuff. But funnily yeah. enough, I, I was watching some Michael Bublé videos on YouTube where he uh, he pranks people. So like he goes in <laughs> really? full yeah he goes in full makeup and uh, gets a job at like a electronic store or something and he's like trying to sell uh customers like tvs and stuff and then they have like a karaoke machine uh set up and then he's like oh what's this and he starts singing into it and like the customers are like oh it sounds so realistic and then they turn around and it's him singing it it's so funny that's really good that's awesome (laughs) i mean i love the guy the guy's awesome i however so the single My Valentine is really good. It's I think it's an old like one of the Rat Pack did that song, but he, he so he redoes it. But then he has another song, I'll Never Not Love You. And I have to say, Kem, like I kinda want you to listen to it because it sounds very auto tuned. Oh. Okay. I don't know whether or not it was my speakers that it was playing on, but like I I just felt like I'm like, here's a guy with a killer voice, like and there's some parts that are just you could just tell you could just tell that there's some sort of auto-tune on his on his voice which sucks what's the so song i hope that's not like uh i'll never not love you i'll never not love you by the bubbles himself 
by uh, the right. bubbly who yeah. just came out with a mango flavored drink. <laughs> He's in those commercials all the time now. It's crazy. Mm. Um, okay. Yeah, no, no, no. I'll take a, I'll take a listen. I'll report back next week. Yes. But uh, other than that, that is pretty much it, man. Uh, I, to be honest, I haven't been listening to anything like anything new. Um, there's some like projects I'm working on just like original music from like other people that, uh, I'm taking a look at. So I haven't had a chance to actually look at any like new released music. It's mostly just the album that we're reviewing today that I've been listening to. So nothing too nice. crazy, uh, for this week, but that is a good segue to our, uh, brand new segment, uh, one time only because today is Valentine's ah, day. Yes. I think we're going to, um, here, I'll put a, I'll put a graphic up on the screen. But um, we're going to have a little bit of a Valentine's Day special. <laughs> On the screen right now is uh, John Lennon and Yoko Ono. Greatest love story ever. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, the greatest love story ever. <laughs> yeah, you could say that. <laughs> Anyways, this is going to be our little Valentine's Day special segment. Uh, so Eric and I, our homework from last week, we decided to uh, collect three of our favorite love songs, or at least love adjacent songs, and then three of our basically anti-love songs. So exactly. uh, Eric, if you want to kick off, let's let's start off with uh, your your three love songs, and then I'll do my three love songs, and then we'll take okay. it from there. So my three love songs. Um, you're going to laugh because it's not like generic and I was going to pick like the old classics, but I'm like, no, you know what? I kind of want a bit of a modern twist to this. So, uh, number one is you are the best thing by Ray LaMontagne. Um, you probably know that song. I thought I love that song. That song just always makes me smile and I feel like it makes everybody smile. Number two, we have uh, the man himself seal singing oh my God. kiss by the that, rose that was going to be on my my list i was like there's no way i'm putting oh, this on my list i, I thought it was going to be on your list and that's why i put it on with anticipation it was going to be i was like so close to putting it on my list it's like i cannot i cannot put this on here okay uh and then coming at number three uh one by you two is one by you two a love song? Mm-hmm. Sorry, I just need to. I'm gonna look up the lyrics because actually, one is an incredible song by you two. But now I can't. Oh, I'm thinking of a different you two song. I'm thinking of the song where you, uh, where Bono's singing about the death of his dad. Um, mm. I forget the. It's off of uh, Atomic uh, Atomic Bomb, but I forget the name I, of the song. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't remember that. His one, Some, but. one love, one blood, one life. You got to do what you should. One, eh, yeah, okay, yeah. It's a unity type of very Yoko and Lennon esque. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that's what we picked. We picked songs just because of mm-hmm. you know the love portion of just just show our love that Yoko and John had. <laughs> and then when we get to the heartbreak portion of it, it's it's the heartbreak of the band splitting up because yeah. of Yoko. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> that's a pretty good list i actually like it uh you went a little bit more modern than i thought you were going to go uh but yeah that's a pretty good one because um, there's there there are the oldie classics which i feel like you're gonna throw out here so let's hear your actually list. yeah okay yeah we'll go for my list i actually only have technically one oldie i mean i guess like all these songs on my list are older than 10 years so i don't know if that's considered an oldie at this okay. point but w- when you get to the oldie 
can I guess? Okay, you know, I, I only have it. one. I only have one on my list. I'm gonna open up yeah. with the one. Okay. So if you want to guess what song I picked as the greatest oldie okay. love song of all time, I don't think you're gonna get so, it. It's not very obvious. So it's got to be either Unchained Melody. Ooh, that was also on my short list. That didn't make it though. <laughs> that was on my short list too. Yeah. Uh, or Can't Help But Falling in Love. By who? By Elvis. But oh, I, I thought I would guess it. No, th- that's okay. that's a good one too. Um, yeah, that is an actual classic. Yeah, no, sorry. Um, my one oldie on my list is your song by Elton John. Oh, of course it would be Elton John. <laughs> Damn it, I forgot about him. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, your song is like so good it's yeah. so like it's such a meta song because he's a musician mm-hmm. writing a song and this song is about his significant like whoever he whoever the love of his life is he's like writing a song for that person it's such a like it's a perfect yeah. musician music <laughs> i want to change my list now <laughs> um second on my list um i just think this is one of those songs where it's like I don't think you get a better performance out of any singer. Uh, if I Ain't Got You by Alicia Keys. Like, mm. the piano and her vocals, like, I don't know how you get a better performance out of, mm-hmm. like, that song. It's just, like, so perfect. And she's just so That's talented. a good tune. Yeah. That's a good tune. So good. Uh, and to close it off, <laughs> this is, like this might just like throw a grenade on my list, but uh, the final song I have <laughs> on my greatest love songs of all time, uh, fuck her gently by tenacious D. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't yes. know. There's something about that song. It's just so ridiculous, but it's like, it's so catchy. It's just so, it's heartwarming too. I you know. know. Sometimes you got to make some love. <laughs> Give us some smooches too. That's a great list, Kev. That's like that's awesome. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah. fucker gently. I was like, this, I, I can't think of a more like. It's so good. It's just such a good song. Oh yeah, that's good. That's awesome. <laughs> All right, that Eric. is awesome. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna go for our three anti love songs now so i'm gonna flip the image yes and uh we're going to now list <laughs> yes. <The> West. <laughs> probably one of my favorite movies by adam sandler it's so good it's so ridiculous but so good um oh. but eric hit me with your three uh greatest anti love songs of all time okay so a couple of them i, w- I want to just uh talk about some of the lyrics here quickly uh, but my number one is I Hate Myself for Loving You by Ooh, Joan Jett. Very nice. Uh, I like it. I love that song. That song just, it's just like the perfect like breakup song, right? Like mm-hmm. you just get to that anger stage and you're just like, ah, I hate myself for loving you. Kind of like mm. Adam Sandler here. Um, <laughs> the next one is a country tune, which I think is just such a clever song. So it's called You Look Like I Need a Drink. And essentially, the song is about a girl wanting to meet her boyfriend, and she's pretty much planning to break up with him. And <laughs> okay. then he's he's sitting there being like, "You look like I need to take a drink." 
<laughs> for this. And uh, I'll just say the lines. Uh, in one single moment, your whole life can turn around. I stand there for a minute, uh, staring straight into the ground, looking to the left slightly, then looking back down. The words feels like it's uh, caved in. Proper, uh, sorry, frown. Um, and then, oh, shoot. Uh, it just loaded it on another screen here. Uh, I look I look at her. She stares almost straight back at me, but her eyes glaze over like she's looking straight through me. Her eyes must have closed for what seems an eternity. When they open up, she's looking down at her feet. Oh, no, that's a different song. Sorry. <laughs> I'm just fucking this up. Who's, who's this song by? I don't think you mentioned it. Uh, so this is by Justin Moore. So. Okay. Yeah. So this is, uh, you look like I need a drink right now. You look like you're going to try to let me down nice and easy. Think I know why you won't sit down. They're just dancing around what you came here to do. You look like I need a drink. So that, it's a great tune. It's like a funnier kind of tune, right? Because it's like, you're just waiting for that. And then my last song, which I started reading the lyrics to that one. (laughs) Uh, So this song is like... I feel like this is like if someone listens to this on repeat, you have to put them on that suicide watch essentially because <laughs> it's called Dry Your Eyes, Mate. That's what it's <laughs> called by the streets. Um, and it's pretty much Dry Your Eyes, Mate. I know it's hard to take, but her mind has been made up. <laughs> There's plenty more fish in the sea. Dry Your Eyes, Mate. I know you want to make her see how much this pain hurts. But you've got to walk away now. It's over. <laughs> Which I think is hilarious. That's great. So, I love it. Those are my those are my three songs. Very good. My apologies for the screw up. <laughs> so, uh, oh, sorry. Just catching up on chat. Chasing dragonflies. Growing up gaming. Thanks for tuning in. Um, yes. I hope, welcome. Happy Valentine's Day to everyone. Uh, thanks for spending that valentine's day with us because i actually wasn't expecting anyone to actually show up but people do show up for this this. is probably the most the most views we've had live (laughs) views uh all right so i'm gonna go with my list uh of anti-love songs uh my top three uh so to open up my my thing is going to be hey joe by the Jimi hendrix experience Mm. because Uh, The lyrics go, I'm going down to shoot my old lady. You know I caught her messing around with another man. (laughs) He's literally talking about killing his his woman because uh, she cheated on him. So I feel like it's pretty funny. You know what I say to that? I say, like, mine. Dry your eyes, mate. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I say. (laughs) Um, and then my second song on the list, this list, and maybe this might be more recency bias just because, uh, we were reviewing this, uh, album for this week, but don't speak by no doubt is a second on my list. I don't know. That song gets me every single time. Like when it comes on the radio, I'm just like, this is the perfect song that's like ever been written. It's so It's good. funny because I was going to put that on my list too, uh, but then I said, we're doing the album. So like, I think that'd be a little bit weird so i I tried to stay away from that it's just so good it's such a good song it's like ah so heartfelt um and then finally the the closer for for my anti-love is uh every breath you take by the police because it's not a love song it's a song about a stalker yes 
every breath you take, I'll be watching you. <laughs> it's <Ugh>. messed up. <laughs> it's really messed up. Oh, it's the number one song played at weddings, which is hilarious too. People are so dumb. People are so dumb. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, all right, so that's that's our Valentine's Day segment here. Uh, happy Valentine's Day to everyone. Um, yeah, man, these song the songs you picked, Eric, they're actually really good. I, I really like it. We bring you peace and love. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now let's let's start. Let's let's change this tune a bit and get some controversial statements yeah, on the counter here. Let's try that. Uh, <laughs> Druid, what's up? Thanks for for tuning in. Um, Thanks for for liking our picks for our songs. Uh, Oh, anyone listening here right now or anyone listening on Spotify, Apple Music, whatever, go check out Druid. He's a streamer on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Druid, D-R-E-W-I-D 94. It's a great time over there. So definitely check him out. Uh, But let's let's keep going, Eric. Today in music history, today is February 14th, Valentine's Day. Some notable things happened uh, in the past in regards to music. You're going to hate this, but 1970. <laughs> Today, many consider it to be the first day of disco. DJ David oh. Paul uh, Mancuso hosts the Love Saves the Day party at his apartment in New York City. Later branded the loft, his parties are a place for dancing and uninhibited self-expression, a precursor to Studio 54. Sorry, did you say... DJ John Paul, like the Pope. <laughs> David Paul. <laughs> David Paul Mancuso. Uh, oh, okay. I see. I see. Okay. Well, that's the day that the world, like, you know how there was the Black Age, like the Black Age or the Dark Ages, sorry, <laughs> the, the Dark, dark Age. Ages in history, yeah. where oh, yeah. like there's no, nothing written and like people, there's like the Black Plague going around. Like that is the equivalent of the modern day Dark Ages was when <laughs> disco? disco started. <laughs> yes. And then ABBA was their black play. <laughs> so that is <laughs> ABBA is the black plague. There you go. Exactly. Controversial statement number one. <laughs> Thanks. <so. laughs> Uh, All right, moving on. Two years later, three things happened on this day. 1972, the 50s tribute musical Grease opens off Broadway at New York City's Eden Theater. See, I have a love-hate relationship with Grease. Okay. Like, I think the songs songs are really good. Mm -hmm. But then it's like, it gets to the point where you listen to them and you're like, yeah, like I'm having a good time listening to these again. But then there's this point where it's like, I can't listen to these anymore because I'm going to go nuts. (laughs) You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that happens with a lot of Broadway stuff, I feel like. Like any sort of theatrical show tuny stuff, there's a certain there's a certain campiness to it that you're like, I enjoy it for a little bit, but after a while it's sort of grating. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, but I think that's cla- like that's classic Broadway right there, Grease. Yeah. Uh, Also on this day, 1972, blaming burnout Steppenwolf breakup for the first time, saying we were locked into an image and style of music and there was nothing for us to look forward to. Steppenwolf, obviously uh, famous for, uh, actually, I don't remember what the song's name is. It's slipping my mind. Born to be wild. Born to be wild. But uh, coining the phrase heavy metal within that song. So Mm. very significant bands right there. 
uh chasing dragonflies listened to hamilton nonstop until i had to stop yeah hamilton's another <laughs> uh soundtrack that like so addictive to listen to but once mm-hmm. after a while it's just like this is craziness can't listen to this anymore <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Um, also on this day, 1972, Rob Thomas of Matchbox 20 is born in West Germany. Uh, born to American parents, but he was born in West Germany. Ah. <laughs> uh, 1981, the Funky 4Plus1 become the first hip-hop group to perform on national TV when they do That's the Joint on Saturday Night Live. Debbie Harry of Blondie, an early proponent of rap music, is the host. Uh, actually the Super Bowl did happen so we should probably talk about that later but let's finish this yes. uh, today in music history and then we'll keep going uh, 1984 Elton John marries studio assistant Renate Blau in Sydney Australia shocking many of his many of his fans and friends by choosing a woman as his life partner I mean that was the image you had to like stand up to at that time yeah. right well I don't know I feel like everyone knew elton john was gay but like i could imagine back in like 80s i mean it's still difficult today but like especially like in the past sort of becoming coming out and then also being like a public figure to represent everyone under that umbrella Mm -hmm. that's got to be like super stressful and tough so i don't know that's uh that's him trying to fight through his own personal things so no, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, 1992, lead singer Vince Neil, who has been uh, pursuing IndyCar racing, is booted from Motley Crue. Quote, race car driving has become a priority in Neil's life, the band's management says in a statement. His bandmates felt he didn't share the, their determination and passion for music. <laughs> Vince Neil's one person. One, he is too fat to be driving around in an Indy car. Like that's ridiculous. That's like ridiculous. And he's too fat to he's, be driving in a car in an, in a race car. There's no, you need like what? Like he needs to race of minivans. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, but like, don't like race, like formula one drivers. They have to be like fit. No, because like th- there's a bunch of heat. There's a bunch of like, it's really stressful on the body to be like zipping around that fast in those vehicles. I feel like this is like this is like one of those Remember remember back in the day you were saying baseball's not a sport, it's a game. <laughs> because overweight people can play can play baseball. Is this like a similar anecdote? <laughs> so does that make NASCAR or racing a sport then because <laughs> you have to be physically fit oh i've never thought of that um <laughs> like i feel like if he was a fighter pilot then yes because like the the just the uh, sheer amount of torque and being moved around like you have to be physically fit right mm-hmm. but a car i don't know i don't know like i'm not i'm not a car expert so i feel like we need like a car expert so any of you racing experts out there or know this please let us know in the comments i'm i'm pretty sure you have to be fit to be driving around in a race car like like properly racing in in nascar or whatever it is so therefore racing is a sport 
I've never seen <laughs> I've never seen a modern day fat race car driver. <laughs> this is this is amazing. I love how we're having this conversation. Like, if you think about the the people that win those trophies at NASCAR, I, there's not one fat one there. <laughs> but really, really, I feel like there's gotta be. Some. If there's a fat one, they came in last. <laughs> Why? Because it slowed down the car. <laughs> no, I just oh, I'm pretty man. sure the heat and the pressure of like turning those corners is like, <laughs> like you would dehydrate way too fast. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. <laughs> Grown up gaming says F1 requires you to be fit. NASCAR is dumb. F1 equals sport. NASCAR equal game. Hmm. I don't know. Now that you mention it, I might think nascar might be a sport <laughs> i opened up a can of worms ladies <laughs> and gentlemen <laughs> well try having this conversation but about baseball years and years ago <laughs> <laughs> baseball's definitely a game baseball is a game you like you just train i don't know you could be fat and play baseball it's not it's ridiculous it's i love it <laughs> oh. uh yeah see drew Feels like you need to at least be a solid linesman to mm-hmm. to, to drive around. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyways, moving along. Um, finally, today, February fourteenth, two thousand and three, the movie Daredevil is released, featuring two songs by a brand new band called Evanescence. Bring Me to Life and My Immortal are on the soundtrack. Both songs later would appear on the group's debut album, Fallen, and become hits. I remember those songs. <laughs> Bring Me to Life is such a meme song at this point. It's so ridiculous. Mm-hmm. That <laughs> call and shout section in the chorus or pre-chorus. Like, anyways. Mm-hmm. Luton, how's it going? The best part about that movie, <laughs> I, guess, I guess the Daredevil movie with Ben Affleck was not very good. It was, it was awful. It was awful. Especially like when you watch like the later one, like Netflix series. Like that oh, was so, so freaking good. The Netflix one is so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's surprising it was bad because there's like Ben Affleck, Colin Farrell, and Jennifer Garner. Like yeah. that's a pretty, pretty good cast. But it was not yeah. a good movie. <laughs> oh. Uh, all right, let's do this. Some music news. Um, so uh, before we get into the Super Bowl thing, uh, in actual like proper music news, uh, Kirk Hammett, lead guitarist of Metallica, will be releasing a solo album April 23rd, currently titled Portals. It will feature a total of four tracks, all of which are instrumentals. Interesting. I'm very interested very in that. Interesting. To see how much wah pedal he uses on his... Uh, on his songs but it's mm-hmm. um in other news uh and eric i don't know if i didn't message you about this but uh this is pretty big sting has sold his entire music catalog to universal music publishing for a reported 300 million usd wow that's, so that's crazy that's all his solo stuff all the police stuff that he owns that's everything that's insane sting 
That's a that's a lot. I of music. would have never thought it would have been Sting, too. Really? But like, I I shouldn't even think that anymore because yeah. everybody's doing it. It's just the uh, it's just the way things go. Like, it's I think the price tag is so high that musicians are just like, fuck it, we're gonna sell everything. Yeah, everyone and has it a just price. makes you wonder, like, where is this money coming from? Yeah, I don't know who. <laughs> <laughs> maybe there's a plan because like they must be making money of like returning some sort of profit on this but man that's a lot mm-hmm. of money to to dish out it's, it's more surprising that these artists are actually selling their catalogs but it is a lot of money um in other drama news kanye west is threatening to pull out of this year's coachella uh, due to Billie Eilish. Uh, so Billie Eilish, um, in her last or one of her recent concerts in Atlanta on February 5th, uh, she stopped uh, her performance because she saw someone in the crowd uh, that was under distress. Uh, so she was quoted as saying uh, during the live performance, don't crowd, we're taking care of our people, hold on. Uh, I wait for people to be okay until I keep going. So Kanye himself, uh, he is friends with Travis Scott, uh, who is, uh, I guess, more famously now known as the uh, perpetrator of the Astroworld tragedy, where he kept performing and people got crushed. Uh, But uh, Kanye and Travis Scott are friends, and Kanye took this uh, particular action by Billie Eilish as an insult, a dig at Travis Scott. So now he is demanding an apology from Billie Eilish. Otherwise, he will not perform at Coachella this year. (laughs) <laughs> that is such like that is so dumb that's so like baby shit it's like the most yeah. juvenile well, if you don't apologize i'm not gonna play a coachella until yeah. dare it's so ridiculous i mean on on one hand kanye west has a lot of mental issues and you know need to sort of be sympathetic to that but also at the same time like man some of the decisions he's mm-hmm. making is just like some of it's just not not acceptable. No kidding. <laughs> it's just <laughs> like this is so childish. I'd be like, "All right, then don't play a Coachella." <laughs> like, yeah. I don't care. Uh-uh. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. <sighs> Anyways, uh in other news, and this might be a bit funnier, uh New Zealand police uh, are now using James Blunt music to repel demonstrators protesting against COVID-19 <laughs> vaccine mandates. Um, so basically they're just uh, with like giant speakers just playing James Blunt music to try to um, scare people away. <laughs> Does James Blunt sing that song, You're Beautiful? You're beautiful. You're beautiful. You're beautiful. Yeah, that one. You're beautiful. Oh, that's right. I could just imagine that song being played. They're just... <laughs> It's just on repeat. I would leave. Uh, if I was hardcore anti-COVID whatever vaccines yeah. and they played James Blunt all day <laughs> as I was sleeping in my tent, it's not worth yeah. it. I would go home. I, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's like not worth it. Um, and I know we were talking about uh, Joe Rogan and Neil Young. I think it was last week or maybe two weeks ago. But in sort of related news, James Blunt has also taken a stand uh, against Spotify, and he has threatened Spotify if uh, they do not take Joe Rogan off of Spotify, he will release new music onto the platform. 
Okay. That's his threat. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. His threat is he'll release, he'll release music. more music. Yeah, he'll release That's new more, music. He'll release more terrible music. If <laughs> so, so essentially, James Blunt knows his music is terrible. Yes. That's what you're saying. Yeah, okay, he knows. Yeah, he knows his music is terrible, uh, <laughs> and he is threatening Spotify that he will release new music if they don't take maybe Joe Rogan off the podcast. Maybe that's what will take Joe Rogan off the podcast. I feel like that's yeah, what will. Maybe. We can't have any more James Blunt music. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's that's hilarious. Yeah. Um. In more messed up news, uh, Lady A, formerly known as Lady Antebellum, have ended their legal dispute with the real Lady A. So I think this was months ago we were talking about how Lady Antebellum changed their name to Lady A uh, in the wake of the George Floyd killing and Black Lives Matter um, because Lady Antebellum is heavily associated with pre-Civil War slavery. Uh, So... Uh, the band decided to drop the antebellum uh, and go with Lady A. Uh, unfortunately for them, Lady A was already being used by a singer since the early 90s, uh, a black woman, funnily enough. Uh, Lady A refused, the real Lady A refused to give the band uh, the name. And so the band sued her uh, because they wanted the name. Uh, so it's sort of, a terrible decision because they changed their name for Black Lives Matter, but then went and stole a black person's stage name. Um, and then is suing that black is, person yeah. for Jesus Christ. For the name. <laughs> that is... uh, anyways, that l- lawsuit oh. has been going on for months and it has now officially been dropped. Um, but the, uh, the lawsuit by the band and then the counter lawsuit by the real lady, a, um, Basically, there was no conclusion to it, and each respective party uh, must pay their own expenses and fees. So the assumption is uh, Lady A, the band, will continue using the name Lady A, um, and Lady A, the original, uh, will, I guess, not be compensated for anything. So, you know, as Mm. usual, life is not fair. Life is ridiculous, uh, but I I don't understand why Lady Antebellum, like... who in their right mind thinks this is like the right thing to do? Mm-hmm. Pick a different name. Back to the, yeah. That's what I don't get. Just pick a completely different name. Like, like people are still going to listen to you. Like the diehard fans. Right. Yeah. Like lady a is not a good name for a band. No, it's a terrible name for a band. No, it's a good name for a solo artist. Yeah. I feel. Yes. Yep. But, for a band no yeah no because then it's just like so wait who's lady a (laughs) (laughs) right because that's what people are gonna ask none of them are lady a (laughs) yeah um and then uh in other news uh i don't know if you watched this but the super bowl did happen yesterday on sunday Mm -hmm. uh so did you watch it slash did you watch the the halftime musical show I did watch the halftime musical show. Uh, I watched the game, and uh, I don't watch football, so like I didn't really care who won. But uh, you know what? I thought that the halftime show. I feel like there have been better ones, but this one was this one was very like like the. 
I guess the performance was pretty like crazy. Like they did a lot mm-hmm. for just like all the changing sets and everything, which I thought was cool. Um, I liked, I think it was Dr. Trey that was, he, he had a segment on it, didn't he? Yep. 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 Yeah. So I liked his part and I really liked Eminem's part. Eminem's was good. Yeah. Eminem's good. Um, Mary J. Blige, I, I kind of was listening and I felt like she wasn't actually singing. I felt like she just had like a voice recording. Yeah. I was trying to. I was trying to pick that out too. I think she was singing. I don't think it was pre-recorded, or at least like okay. she had like heavy backing vocals on. Um, but I do sort of agree with you there. It felt, it sort of felt phoned in, a bit. Mm-hmm. Like I wasn't like really digging it. And like Mary J. Blige is super talented. Like she's a phenomenal mm-hmm. singer. But absolutely. Uh, but that performance was a bit wanting there. Um, yeah, I don't know. It Grown Up Gaming says it's a top tier halftime show. Uh, I think from a TV perspective, that was a great performance. Like mm-hmm. the angles they used and just like focusing on like where the cameras were. I think sitting at home, that was a great performance. I had issue with like, how about those people in the audience? Like the stage wasn't designed for everyone in the stadium to actually see the show because like no. they were on uh artificial like building tops like storefronts and like one side of the storefront was open and the other side was a solid wall that no one could see through so like half the stadium couldn't see through that Mm -hmm. so um i don't know for for a live performance for people sitting in the stadium i thought it wasn't that great uh but the tv portion i thought that was it was better than the weekends last year weekends last year was just annoying as fuck Mm mm-hmm um i i i didn't mind it i felt like snoop dogg should have had a bit of more of a part to it (laughs) but he kind of just stood there and was just like hey guys these are it's almost like he's like these are my friends (laughs) and then they they sang their parts and it's like okay guys bye that's what i felt like snoop dogg's role was but um i did enjoy eminem's performance and i did enjoy dr dre's so Mm. yeah uh, Growing Up Gaming says Weekends was trash and Luton says uh, very neutral on it. Eminem was good. Otherwise, it wasn't the worst. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think there's some nostalgia there. So if you're like, if you grew up in the 90s, uh, late 80s, like those are the, the big star names uh, in terms of pop stars. So like there's a bit, in terms of age demographics, it was definitely catering to that, that specific demographic. The TikTok generation probably looked at these old people and said, who are these people? (laughs) (laughs) That's what I feel like. Um, But yeah, I thought it was all right. It wasn't, it wasn't great. It wasn't, it wasn't terrible for sure. Mm. Um, But yes, after, after the Super Bowl, uh, you might've missed this, but uh, the Foo Fighters actually had a virtual reality performance. Uh, So it was a 180 performance inside Mm. of uh, Meta's Quest headsets. So you could put on, uh, and this is Facebook's Meta universe. uh, You can create your own avatars, customize your outfits. You could talk to other people in the audience. uh, But the Foo Fighters did have a post Super Bowl show uh, that people could tune into so i feel like that might become more of a um standard thing virtual mm-hmm. virtual shows i don't know if i f- like 
I care to do that, but I, mm-hmm. people will, there is a demand for people to actually like see their favorite band in, in virtual reality. Mm-hmm. Uh, cool. So, um, we are on a tight schedule here, so let's move on. That's all the music news I had for today, but, um, let's get into our album review. So this week we decided to, uh, listen to and review no doubts tragic kingdom so tragic kingdom is the third studio album by american rock band no doubt it was released on october 10th 1995 it would be the band's most commercially successful album reaching number one on billboard 200 selling over 16 million copies worldwide tragic kingdom helped initiate the uh, skull revival of the 1990s and rolling stone magazine ranks this album at 441 on their list of 500 greatest albums of all time the album is named after the nickname a guitarist tom dumont's seventh grade teacher had for disneyland in anaheim california hmm interesting i always (laughs) learn little things little nuances about this when we're doing an album review Tragic Kingdom is a very good title. I really like the title of this album. Yes, I I do as well. Um, I guess I'll start it off. Sure. I I dug it. It's like it's a good ska album. It's got enough pop to kind of keep a lot of like you know you nor like the normal audience listening, essentially. Um, yeah. Like just the horn, it just sounds very happy and everything. But then you get songs like like we were talking about earlier, like "Don't Speak." It's such a like kind of hits your heart kind of thing, right? Yeah, that song. Um, uh, some of the hit songs like "Just a Girl." That's like I feel like that's used in so many movies mm-hmm. um, as a soundtrack. Uh, my favorite song on the album because I really dig the bass riff in it is uh, "Different People." I thought oh, that bass okay. riff was so cool. Um, that's probably one of my favorites on the album, and I actually really like "16" too and "Sunday Morning." Those are my those are my favorites. Interesting. You like the middle of this album a lot. Mm-hmm. I wow. do. I really do. Wait, so, <laughs> yeah. Question: Is this like the first time you've listened to "Tragic Kingdom" like front to back slash like these B sides? Is this the first time you've, you're hearing it? Yes essentially oh, okay so like i've listened to no doubt before like most of their hits and stuff that's yeah. and, and i definitely listened to their greatest hits album that mm-hmm. they have so uh this was kind of kind of neat for me to see and, and you can tell like they're they're just like a fun kind of rock band kind of thing right mm-hmm. like just starting off with ska which was i believe at this time is kind of a new newer genre that people are kind of experimenting with so the, yeah the I felt revival that they, of it yeah I felt that they did it well, and her vocals, like she's got some raw, kick-ass vocals to this. Yeah, um, you know Gwen Stefani, right? So, like, and this is obviously pre Hollowback Girl, right? So, like, it's just, it just, she has a different like rawness to her voice, which I, which is interesting. Yeah, uh, Grown Up Gaming, thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you next time. Um, so I. <sighs> I listen. I listened to Tragic Kingdom like as a kid, um, because I, I remember as like as a young child, I really liked this album. I really liked No Doubt as a kid. I never really ventured past Tragic Kingdom to be honest. I've only mm-hmm. stuck with Tragic Kingdom and listened to it a decent amount in my youth. 
Coming back to this album, there are certain things about this album that I find boring. <laughs> mm. So like, obviously a song like Don't Speak, I think that's one of the greatest songs ever written. Like you really feel like the tension and the emotion on that song. Um, I guess I'll just go into the backstory of that song. Um, Gwen Stefani and the bass player, what's his name? Tony. I think his name's Tony. Uh, they dated for like seven years prior to this album and they broke up, but they kept the band together. So mm-hmm. they're still in the band together. Uh, so, But the song Don't Speak is about them breaking up in mm. the band. So like even recording this song must be like super awkward for everyone. But like emotionally it just like hits all the points there song like spider webs that opens up the album that's a freaking phenomenal song and then Mm -hmm. you know you listed just a girl that's great like there's so many great songs on here that you know it really brings the album up but everything around those sort of hit singles i listen to them now and i'm like okay this is sort of like mediocre ska like there isn't Mm -hmm. there isn't something that really pulls me to listen to these songs again um which is interesting because you really like some of the songs that i thought was like all right i'm not saying that Mm. these songs are bad by any stretch i'm just like there's other things i could listen to that's fair and i will have to agree with you like i i did feel like for having 14 songs on this album i felt you could have shortened the list yeah probably a bit because then you are right like some of the songs ended up sounding the same like pretty similar Mm -hmm. so it was like okay like like let's get on with it but um i would say this is like because if you definitely ask people like oh you like ska music i feel like no doubts like at the bottom of their list because there are a lot of other ska bands that kind of bring to light obviously i feel like no doubt should be you know looked at Mm-hmm. when you're talking about ska and i i just feel like it's a perfect entry level yes for yeah. if you don't know that music because like you said like spider webs it's such a cool like hearing hearing rock music with like a uh you know a brass section it's very like just uncommon mm-hmm. so it's like well what is this this sound kind of sounds a bit neat yeah. right so yeah, no, you, you put it perfectly. No Doubt is like the perfect entry-level ska band. Like, it it leads you to, like, quote-unquote proper ska afterward. Not saying that No Doubt is, is bad in any stretch, but, like, it definitely is at that cusp of, like, this is what ska could be. Go listen to other bands that actually do it even better. Um, mm. Yeah, I don't know. This album for me, listening to it again, there are definitely really, really, really high points. But now that I listen to it, I'm like, there could have been songs that were left off of this album. Mm -hmm. 14 songs on this album is a bit long for what they are providing. Because a lot of the songs are very much like in that happy range. There's a few like sad songs on this, but for the most part, 90% of this album is like, up in the major key and just happy and brass section and everything. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it definitely could have been shortened and it would have been a much better experience overall. Uh, Eric, any other thoughts before going to final ratings or we could just go into final ratings if you want. Um, I honestly think that you should definitely check out this album, even 
like like with the 14 songs on it uh i think gwen stefani is awesome she's a perfect vocalist for this band yeah uh i can't see anybody else singing for this oh, band just because yeah. she does it so well yeah. um but my final rating i would have to give this a solid eight out of ten for sure Ooh, wow an mm-hmm. eight out of ten that's pretty good yeah uh for me i'm giving this a solid seven out of ten on this album (laughs) always Uh, have to be one lower than me eh? (laughs) if if this was like based on just the hits this is like a 10 out of 10 because like some of these songs are like perfectly crafted and there's there's nothing better but there's too much bloat on the album for me to say this is a really 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 good album so it's a good album it's just not great there you go uh all right perfect so that is our uh look at tragic kingdom by no doubts uh for those of you following along with us every single week uh the album that we are going to be listening to is dreamboat annie by heart nice i forgot we were doing this album (laughs) so it'll be good i'm excited because um I've never listened to Heart front to back, like any of their albums. I know like the songs on the radio. So that's like what, three, four, five singles. But I've never like listened to any album front to back. So I'm pretty excited. Yeah, it's going to be good. Uh, All right, Eric, let's get into this mixtape battle. Uh, So what we do here is we take a random speech generator, produces three random topics. One of us chooses one of those topics and the other person creates a three song ultimate mixtape. And Eric, last week you got whining as your topic. So hit me up with your three songs. All right. So I, uh, when I was doing this, compiling this list, I was trying to figure out like what songs are the most whiniest like songs and then what, what do you think of kem what genre emo music emo, of course, emo. so i picked the top three emo bands of oh. all time so coming in at number three this is according to the people not me this isn't my list because i don't listen to emo music because i'm a very happy person <laughs> anyways uh so this first song is fallout boy uh a little less 16 candles like like look at that hair like what screams whining more and this is this is definitely their biggest whiny song i I chose a very whiny song too um so uh go listen to it it's very depressing wait what's Uh, the song again i missed it a little less 16 candles so 16 candles is a love story uh that's like a, a like a typical like romance movie in the in the 80s and chasing dragonflies so loves that song i've never heard the song in my song. life uh so uh you should check it out kim uh, uh <laughs> and then you can grow your hair like like the yeah. singer there uh at number two uh, uh and i don't remember this band but then when i listened to the song i was like oh i remember this song uh it's the band is bright eyes okay uh, I remember and the song is lover i don't have to love I guess I'm just not emo enough. I, this is zero for two for me. I don't know this song. So I, I thought, I feel like you would know both these songs because at first I was just like, what are these songs? And I listened to them like, oh, okay. I know the, they've definitely played on the radio when we were younger. Um, okay. Uh, so so check that out. Uh, Lover, I don't have to love. <laughs> so I think that's hilarious. 
Uh, and then the last one, which is the number one most emo band, uh, is My Chemical Romance. <laughs> and the song is I'm Not Okay, yeah, okay. I Promise. <laughs> that is the most emo like title for any song that's ever existed. <laughs> Absolutely. So this is my whining list. I wonder what it's like <laughs> to be in My Chemical Romance. Like... I wonder if it's really depressing to be in that band. Probably is. Or are they just happy? Maybe they're really happy people. Maybe. Who knows? <laughs> uh, no, this is a great list, Eric. Even though I only know one out of these three songs, I do know these bands, and they're definitely very emo. So, mm-hmm. uh, Absolutely they are. You're giving Fallout Boy a bad vibe from this. <laughs> Uh, anyways this is a great mixtape eric i love it this is really fitting for whining um very good emo (laughs) mixtape i would say all right let's do this let's let's get let's get this done so here's a speech generator or topic generator uh once i click this button it'll produce three topics here we go uh okay (laughs) sesame Sesame seeds. seeds lions and government power. <laughs> Ooh, I feel like you can do something with government power. Government power is going to be anti-COVID mandate, yeah. COVID-19 yeah. vaccine. Rage results. against the machines. <laughs> no, I'm going to be pro, pro, um, whatever they are. Anti-vaccine. I'm going to make a mixtape of just like. Anti-vaxxers. No, yeah, no, no to the vax. <laughs> <laughs> Hmm. let's not do good I, I i do not want government power okay. we, we've i'm gonna done choose rage related mixtapes before that's so. very true i think that we should do lions lions because i don't think you can do anything with sesame seeds <laughs> <laughs> unless cook with them but this isn't a cooking podcast yeah, sesame seeds is that's definitely a difficult one uh okay yes. i'm down for lions let's go with lions Let's do lions. <laughs> Moon's very disappointed in you. He wanted sesame seeds. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Um, Eric, I think we're running short on time. So do you want to save Thief yes, or Not are. a Thief for next week? Let's save it for next week. Okay, perfect. Uh, then let's wrap this up. Um, Chasing Dragonfly says, pick a Seven Lions song for your mixtape. Yeah, maybe. I could do that. <laughs> Um, let's wrap this up. So we did have two controversial statements, um, this week. The first one, Eric's (laughs) compared ABBA, uh, to the black plague, uh, of of modern times. So that was wonderful. And then I said that Vince Neil is too fat to race in an Indy car. So I'm sure that's very offensive to to a lot of people, but Vince Neil is a piece of shit. So I don't care. He's an actual piece of shit um all right wonderful so that is our show thanks everyone for tuning in on this um lovely valentine's day special um Mm -hmm. catch us on uh apple music spotify if you're listening to us on any of those podcast platforms catch us here at twitch.tv slash the crossroads music podcast every monday at 10 p.m est 7 p.m pst we are live here come join the chat Come yell at us. Uh, also, join the Discord because that's always a fun time in there. That's another place you can uh, yell at us. Um, 
but yeah, that's basically it. Uh, we will be back here next Monday. Uh, same place, same time. Happy Valentine's Day to everyone. Thanks for tuning in. Eric, any closing thoughts, phrases, words of wisdom before we wrap this all up? Happy Valentine's Day, and uh, thank you all for tuning in. Wonderful. Perfect. All right. Catch you all next time. See ya. Peace.